not all your dates should just be dinner dates. Go do things and have things happen to you. Like go out in the world and people watch and like be a part of society. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Right, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Erica, hello and happy Sunday. Hello. Happy Sunday. How are you feeling? I am a little under the weather today. I have just like a little sniffly, a little head cold situation going on. People can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Um, and I, I was supposed to spend today organizing my apartment because my mom and my aunt are staying with me next weekend. That's exciting, though. It's very exciting. I can't wait. They haven't seen my new place yet. My aunt hasn't been to New York in a really long time. This is my dad's sister. So it's also kind of lovely that she and my mom are like traveling together. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. They're still really close, which is wonderful. Um, But I was supposed to like, you know, prepare and stuff and I haven't done any of that shit. (laughs) I know the feeling. I have to, uh, I have to move out of my place actually. Yeah. This after this weekend, that Monday. So I uh, got a little packing to do myself. Yeah, so that's my so, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to continue to lean into feeling a little sorry for myself and <laughs> droopy. Listen, you need a day. You need a day. You know. That's yeah. That's kind of what I'm going for. I also I don't have plans. I specifically didn't make plans any night this week until they get here, in anticipation of not being ready for them to arrive. <laughs> Smart move. So I'm ready. I was ready to not be ready, in other words. <laughs> okay. No, I feel that. I feel that. I know I need to... Um, I've been really bad at like making myself take nights off. Uh, and someone gave me the advice that you actually should, you know, like a weekend, take two actual days off slash nights off. Because they say one day you're using to, you know, fill in the gaps of like all the errands you got to run and the cleaning yeah. you got to do, organizing your apartment, right? And they're like, so if you only take the one day... You don't really have a day off. You're not like mentally resting. No, not at all. Like I need a day that I do not even open my computer, which is so hard to not do. I know. (sighs) I also feel like with this, like I I don't have any days off, which is fine because I actually, it doesn't really drain me in the same way to do Finding Mr. Height stuff as my, you know, full-time job. Mm -hmm. But it's still work and it does still drain me even if it doesn't occur to me in the same way. No, totally. I trust me. I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do all the same stuff. Um, oh, do you know what I uh, tried recently for the first time? No. What? Um, Sunset Lake sent me their Good Vibe gummies, which are new. Ooh, that also have yeah. THC. Yeah, and I am I am a gal. I like to take a little edible sometimes at night. Watch a movie. It really helps me unwind. Uh, these are really great because the THC is a low dose. That it's kind of that perfect amount of just like end of the night. Get a get a little bit, little bit, little bit high. You know what I mean? I a have nice a nice CBD calm I effect. Don't know what you mean, and that's because <laughs> I haven't tried those yet, and I really want to. I know you've invited me over to watch movies and do it together, because you know, as a as a high anxiety gal, I worry sometimes about me being alone. Um, it's well, all the my perfect- like high anxiety friends. That's partly why they don't do weed, is they feel like yeah, it same might infringe on the anxiety, but these have the CBD in them too. That I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be okay. I'm excited to try them. And it's perfect timing because they actually are starting their biggest sale of the year. Today, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, which is Monday, April 10th, their sale starts today. 
It is their 420 sale and it's also a fundraiser. So everything on their site, sunsetlakecbd.com, is going to be 30% off starting today with coupon 420-420. And not only that, but folks who place orders over $150 are going to receive a 20-count jar of gummies of their choice for free. Oh, okay. So if you're not a THC fan, you could do my second favorite, which is the good night gummies, the sleep gummies with the melatonin. Love me some melatonin. Yeah, that's my absolute favorite. So definitely check out sunsetlakecbd.com. Yeah, check them out. And in addition to the sale, it's also a fundraiser. 5% of the proceeds from the sale are going to be donated to the Last Prisoner Project, which is a nonprofit dedicated to cannabis criminal justice reform. So you can get your Sunset Lake products and feel good about doing it too. Do it. You won't regret it. And I'm going to, I'm going to make you take one with me, Allie. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to, I promise. <laughs> we'll get some snacks. We'll have a good time. It's going to be perfect. So yeah, yeah. sunsetlakecbd.com. Use code 420. Get yourself that sale. Yeah. And if you miss the sale, you could use our promo code FMH20 for 20% off, but don't That's miss the sale. Too. Don't miss the sale though. It goes, it goes all the way through April 23rd. So you got time, but get on it. Get on it. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Yeah, so I was thinking about, I went back to our episode notes from last week to be like, what was I chatting about last week? Because I haven't been on any dates. Things have been a little slow around these parts, uh, both these parts and my parts, and (laughs) I'm just going to make a dirty joke in every episode from now on. There you go. Um, I got s- several of my friends made mu- made fun of me for <laughs> your and Jordan's reaction. They were like, they they're like, this is how we know that you and Erica are like actually good friends because her reaction to you making that dirty joke is exactly the way that we react when you say anything like that. Yeah, they were listening. They were like, oh, Allie, oh, Allie, okay. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like literally the same reaction. Oh God. Um, and. I one of the reasons that things have been like a little slower is people just continue to drop off the face of the earth and not follow up mm-hmm. in a in a really significant pattern in the last like two or three weeks. Very different from like the two or three weeks prior to that when I had a bunch of matches that turned into dates. Right. Oh, you know what's ego crushing? I'll be swiping and I'm like, ooh, a match, a match, a match. And I'm like, I don't say I swipe for five minutes and then I go to message yeah. my matches. All of a sudden, like half those matches are gone. Yeah. I hate I've had that. that or I message everyone and then I like watch the little timer as I check in on it. And I'm like, I know I messaged like 10 people and there's only like four messages here. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, what a blow I to the that. ego. This has also been like 
people that I had been talking to, people that I had set up dates with. Mm-hmm. So I talked I mean, you had last like a week. call with somebody. Yeah. So I talked last week about the Irish guy mm-hmm. and he ghosted me, like full ghosted. Like we were supposed to go out on a particular night and then he like right. never responded. And then I mentioned last week that I had then matched with a guy on Tinder that I was going to go out with instead due to the oh, Irish yeah. guy ghosting. That guy also ghosted me. Damn. And just and like, like no response? Like you're already texting? Yes. God, that's frustrating. And we'd picked out, we didn't have a time and a, like we didn't have a specific location. Right. But we had said Wednesday after work, we had like gotten like a loose time. Like, you know, I said I, my meetings are generally at six. So we were going to meet in the city. So I could be there at like seven, seven, 15. Right. Uh, and then nothing. Hmm. And it's typically quite rare that it's a full ghost. And what I mean by full ghost is like, that situation not just you know something fizzled or like you know they didn't respond to my message on bumble like that's different i don't really put that in the same category it's so rare to happen to me that somebody fully ghosts me and it happened within the span of a week with two different people what's your feelings on if they were suddenly to pop up this week do you give that another chance or you're like no i don't think so i mean unless Never say never because there could be there 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 is a possibility for an excuse that would be that you would allow that would be acceptable. That mm-hmm. bar is so high though, like yeah. it would have something really 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 significant would have had to have happened. Yeah, like if this was me or when it has happened to me, especially with online dating, I'm like, well, I'm assuming there's someone else you would have rather had gone out with, and they got the slot instead of me. Like, we were communicating about the date and the day and the time, and then all of a sudden you're gone. Day. I know, but I'm, you know what I mean? But, like, that's the feeling for me, and I think that's what makes me be like, yeah, if you come back around, I'm like, no, you already, yeah. like, kind of didn't choose me, and, yeah. you know, it, what's it, the it excuse? Would have to be, it would have to be, like I said, the bar the bar for what that, that excuse would need to be would need to, is so high. Right. It's highly, highly unlikely yeah, that that I'm bar like, would I've, get cleared. Yeah, because I've had a guy cancel a date before from online, and they've said, oh, this one crushed me. I remember being so excited to go out with this one guy, and it was just like one of those combos. You hit it off, and like right away in the app, I'm like, oof, it's like a jackpot lottery, right? Yeah. We had plans, blah, 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 and then something with the plans. Actually, it was an Easter Sunday. It might have actually been exactly a year ago. Wow. Anniversary of this man. Yeah, anniversary of this man. (laughs) Manifest. No, I'm kidding. Um. It was something of he all of a sudden was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like my friend ended up throwing like this Easter dinner and it's it's going much later than I thought could we reschedule. And I had had dinner that day with like my sister and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I've had a long day too. Like totally fine yeah. to reschedule. We go to reschedule and he's like, he cancels and he says, I'm so sorry. He's like, there's someone else. I just went on, you know, like my third date with Monday. I am, you know, feeling into it and want to see where it goes. And we had a conversation of not seeing other people. So like I have to cancel. Okay. But like... You know, that's something I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like uh, communicate, you know? So I'm like, even if that's the case, it's like, yeah, just say something. I was like, yeah, I appreciate you being honest. Or even, I don't even need the detail. Like even if you just fully cancel and you're like, hey, like, you know, I've thought about it some more and like, I don't want to go out or like whatever, literally anything. Anyway. Yeah. So it's just a bummer, you know, it's like, it's frustrating, especially because the weather's starting to get nice. I want to be out and about. I'm like motivated to be outside. I'm like, come on, people, be 
be outside with me. Yeah. I know. I feel it. Well, that's, um, oh, I had, uh, I talked about the coffee date I had, right, last week? Yeah, with hot chocolate. Yeah, so I ended up hearing from him the next day. He sent a, like, a nice little follow-up text of, oh, you know, awesome. thanks for coming. Yeah, he said something like, thanks for coming out in the rain. Uh, you know, hope you had great shows, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was a little annoyed about getting the text that there wasn't at all, you know, a, oh, you know, let me know when you're free. I'd love to see you again. Or if yeah. you'd be down to go out again, blah, blah, blah. None of that. And I'm being a little stubborn bitch right now. If I was like, I'm not going to be the one to say that. So, you know, I said, you know, oh, yeah, glad we made it work. You know, unfortunately, the weather was beautiful today. Like, I just got back from a nice walk, blah, blah, blah. And then we talked about the weather for a bit, which I was like, this is boring, but hang in there. <laughs> Push through, Erica. <laughs> and then I did, I think this is a Matthew Hussey tip I got one time of changing up a text to make it a little more exciting, even if the topic's boring. And I sent like a picture, I think it was cherry blossoms or something in the park. I was like, yeah, it's like so beautiful, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, the convo just kind of faded and there was no mention of you know, do you want to go out again? Bah, bah, bah. And I kept the convo going because I felt like he was testing the water with me of, I'm not sure if she wants to go out again. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll be, fr- I'll be friendly. You know, I'll chat. I'm a chatty like, gal. You know, I'll chat. But this is the thing that irks me. And I've had it happen with a few men of, I'm like, I, even I've had it on dates. I say it at the end of like, well, if you want to do this again sometime, like, let me know. I'd love to. Almost feeling like they had kind of this hesitation. Uh-huh. And I just hate the text with the, like, what is the point of you texting me? Like, I'm getting nothing. What is it? Is this just a test? Like, would I? But you haven't decided yet? Like, Yeah, it is interesting because one could say, like, oh, you could suggest a date. Oh, yeah. Someone was like, well, just tell him you want to go out again. I'm like, I don't want to go out again that bad. I want him to take the lead on that, you know? Yeah, I, I go both ways on it, but the thing that does confuse me is the text without the ask out. Like, if yeah. you're going to text me after we went on a date, I assume that is because you want to go on another one. Right. So when there's so no mention of it, do it's that. Annoying. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Especially because, you know, I said this last week on the pod of just, I felt like I kind of had to take this lead and like, kind of get the convo rolling and stuff and and i left the day being like yes i'd go on another one it was a perfectly nice person but like you got to do that now like i gotta i gotta see a little effort on your end you know because as he said on the date sense the online dating is so easy and i'm like is it because you just sit here and make the other person oh my god i forgot he said that yeah right is it yeah is it because you're not putting any effort in and you're just letting everybody do it for you is that why it's easy you just sip your little hot chocolate and and take a day off (laughs) Yeah, get some whipped cream on there and just put your feet up. Yeah, that's yeah, a little bit of what it feels like now. So, who knows? Yeah, I'm not trying to knock this man. I don't think he's a bad man. Just no, 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 no. You know, but you are looking for somebody who is able to meet you halfway in that sense, both in person and via text and moving things forward. And maybe that's not this dude, right? And if it's not, it's not. It's fine. If it's not, I'm, in a, I'm in a weird limbo anyway with that. You know, I'm moving. I'm going to be in, I don't know if I announced that on the public pod. I'll be in LA for May. And uh, honestly, I think I'm going to more go heavy on the dating out there when I'm there in May. Oh, so, yeah. Like, that's, that's where I'm essentially moving to full time. I'm going to be a little bi coastal for a while just because of 
family stuff and and comedy work that I already have lined up. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, if I'm seeing that more as my forever home for the future, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna kind of go a little bit more hard on the uh, dating apps when I'm out there. So right now, I'm a little little bit of a hiatus right now from the app scene. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense for where you're at. Yeah, it's just hard to push myself when I'm like, I don't even know my future stuff right now. It's still a little too up in the air. Like, and this is the time people go, oh, we'll just, you know, date for fun. And I'm like, it's just, it's, I can't. My head can't. I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it on the apps anyway. Let me put it that way. The, ooh, date for fun. And like. If you were like meeting people in person, you would totally be into that vibe though. Yeah, because it's just fully going on vibes. Like, that person was fun. They want to get a drink? Cool. But, like, swiping and sifting and filtering, it's I just, like, I do not have it in me right now. And I think it also might be nice for me to just fully delete them and oh, take yeah. a direct break until I literally touch down in L.A. And I'll go, set up that Bumble again, Whoop. baby. Open the app and you're going to be, yeah, Fire boosted up. in the, you know, new location and new, you mm-hmm. know, join. Just new here. Look at me. I'm just new here. Be my tour guide. You know, all that, all that jazz. Are you drama lady? <laughs> but yeah so unfortunately that's my only update for this week well i think that that makes sense though to you know kind of give yourself that reset if that's what you're looking for yeah i think i need it and you know i have a one whole week i'm in vegas so it's just it's a little bit of that like what are you doing erica you know man i can't believe we're up to your second vegas trip already i remember when we were in vegas <gasps> the last time feeling like your april trip was so far away and now here we are i know i got vegas twice and then we have a live show. End of yeah, May. And that's what I'm coming back for. Bow, bow, bow. May 24th. Bowery Electric. New York City. Yeah. Live podcast. Yes. Wednesday, May 24th. Bowery Electric. We're so excited. Uh, show's going to be at 8 p.m. Doors are going to open at 7. And then afterwards, we're going to be able to mix and mingle, hang out with each other. Yeah. And the show will be very interactive. So come with whatever questions you got. It's going to be audience participation. We're going to get some great male guests also for the show have a little man's opinion live uh i think it's gonna be a great time i'm so excited it's gonna be so fun and are tickets live are they gonna be live by the time this airs they will be live when this airs they will be right yeah okay i'm like can i say the tickets are live yeah tickets are live (laughs) (laughs) tickets are live baby so look in the description and you'll see the ticket link we'd love to see y'all there on that note i'm so pumped for our guest this week she and i connected via instagram last year maybe i forget exactly when it was when she was kind of first starting her account and you know kind of navigating what that looked like and her name is talia corin she runs a dating instagram called dating intentionally she also has a podcast of that same name and she gives extremely no nonsense actionable advice based on her own journey she went on like 200 dates in 10 months Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a she had a big breakup, very long relationship that was basically her entire twenties, and at twenty nine was single again, back out there, and she hit the ground running. She was like, "I'm a date, essentially say yes," and then through that has kind of created her own dating guidelines that have worked for her when switching to dating more intentionally. And uh, I had a great time talking to her. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was awesome. We talked about a very wide range of stuff, and I think so much of it is really actionable and based on her personal experience of what worked for her, which I think is really valuable. Yeah, I loved it. So you guys are going to love this interview, and without further ado, let's get to Talia. Let's do it. Listen up, guys. 
If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhyte.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. And we are back with Talia. Hi, Talia. Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. Uh, you've had quite a journey with dating over the past couple of years. Uh, specifically, you had one year, you had 200 dates total yes. in the year. Not in necessarily the, first dates, but total. Not first dates, in 10 months. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Not even a year. <laughs> yeah, because I was doing the math like, oh man, that's almost two a week. Or no, it has to be two a week, 52 weeks a year. Yeah. It was definitely more than that. Like, I don't, I don't think I dated in December at all. So, <laughs> yeah. wow, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a whirlwind, but I had so much fun, and that was one of the reasons I really wanted to start my Instagram and podcast because I felt like I was the only person out there having fun. I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, what? Why? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. So, take us back to kind of the start of that. You know, did you set out to go on that many dates? Like, how did that start for you? Well, it started with my breakup. I had a six-year-long relationship. Um, I took a break. I didn't date for three months after that. I just was like, okay, three months. I went to Italy. I went to New York. Like I found an apartment, got my shit together. And then when I got back to Seattle, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to date. And my goal, honestly, like it wasn't about the numbers. It wasn't about – I didn't have the Instagram at first. I just wanted to test everything that I had learned. And I wanted to test other people's dating advice. Like I just wanted to date like a scientist. That's something that Logan Yuri says. Like, yeah, I just wanted to get out there and just experiment and have fun. And I did. <laughs> so yeah, like that's how it started. It very much resonates with me that for you, dating like a scientist is fun. Like that's what's making dating fun because I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like when you talk about your spreadsheets, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. You tracked double. all of them, right? Yeah, I tracked my notes. Yep, all in my notes app. So not as I could have done. I could have upgraded to a spreadsheet, but I'm. I didn't. I had like an emoji system, which I've posted on my Instagram a few times to like track certain things, and it got more intricate as I went on. But yes, the notes app was sufficient. What were like the top three things you'd write down from each date? 
Was it like, how did I feel initially after? How did I feel the next day? Like, I'm curious, what were your kind of top bullet points you would write down? I wouldn't, okay, like this Nevis is bad. I didn't actually write notes. I just used emojis. So like I had, yeah. <laughs> Pictures only, okay. Just like I had, okay, I had their name, um, the number, where we went on the first date, like just location, and then the number yeah. of dates we went on, which I would update as I was dating people. And then emojis like, um, like an X if it just wasn't a match or a handshake if it was just friend vibes or uh, I'd oh. use like a bumblebee if we met on Bumble, you know, kind of thing like that. Um, okay. I would put a little like star if I felt a spark, which I obviously like not looking for that. But if I felt it, I would record it and stuff like just stuff like that. Or if I got the ick, I got like the vomit face next to their name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then when I ended it, I wrote why I ended it. So there's like a little note Mm. that will say like, you know, call it off because I saw them litter (laughs) or something, which is a real thing that happened. That would be (laughs) an call it or like got the, cause I thought they spit in front of me. (laughs) No. Oh, on a first date? Mm, That was the second date. Yeah. Still early. This is like, I was like about to get in my car and so you couldn't have waited to do that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't understand Ooh. why men spit on the ground. I've never it's seen a woman spit on the ground. Disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. But I had some other real reasons why I ended it. It's not just like these very like got the ick sure. reasons. Yeah. Also, I would imagine that like most of the time when we talk about icks, it's like if I was into this person, like I'm not going to be like head over heels into this guy and then he spit on the street and it was – he's gone forever. Like mm-hmm. I can never speak to this man that I really liked. Agree. Agree. No, the ick, yeah, the ick just confirms your initial feeling. Yes. Of I wasn't into it. This just gave me a reason. I'm gone. Uh, so I, I was curious, basically, with all these dates, it sounds like it was more of a year of yes vibe as opposed to, you know, there wasn't a direct goal. We were like, I want to find my person and I'm going to put myself out there as much as possible. It sounds like you just wanted to experience dating of all different types because I also saw you experienced uh, non-monogamy for a little bit as well. Well, that was in my last relationship and like it was just something I – it made sense for us at the time. It's not something I'm pursuing now necessarily, but I'm so glad I got to have that experience and like, you know, and that post, oh my God, I can't believe the reaction to that. I was so shocked. <laughs> people, yeah, people are people are mean. I'm like, well, I was so, so – I'm sure you guys get asked for specific posts and then you post it and like people hate it. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. I did it like to experiment though, and I think going into this year, uh, of my year of yes, it was more like, yeah, I wasn't, Erica, like you said, I was not looking for the one. I was not trying to get into a relationship for most of it. I wasn't ready. I would meet great people, like people who were definitely relationship material, and I just, like, I don't want to work on it. I don't want to like put in the effort and put in the investment. I just knew that up front. And it was never really that in those cases. It was me just like not. After six years of working so hard on a relationship that didn't work out, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I think a, a lot of the people that we've talked to, brought on, like our listeners are really in that place where they definitely want a relationship. But we have gotten questions about communication if you're not quite in that place. What did that look like for you when, as you were you know, going out with these people and not wanting that right then? Well, this is the beauty of dating apps because like when you're talking to people in real life, you have no idea what people, what their situation is, what their deal is. But on dating apps, like if you are looking for something casual, you can see if other people are too. So I would really just talk to people who also put casual in their 
profiles. It's like very simple. You know, there's so no- did you have that on your profile? You had looking for something casual? Yeah, I had like, yeah, pretty much. It, this is before even Hinge had that option because that's, that's a pretty new option on Hinge, like what you're looking for. Um, oh, yeah. I just wrote, yeah, like casually dating on my profile somewhere in there. And yes, like most people I went out with, it only lasted three dates and that was fine. I was totally satisfied with that. Like I wasn't looking to go deep. I wasn't looking to do relationshipy things. I just wanted to go out, explore Seattle after the pandemic. And I was new to Seattle too. So I like, oh man, what a great way, what a great way to explore a city, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> just <totally>. going on dates. <laughs> I mean, and, the number yeah. of profiles that I see looking for a New York City tour guide, I think mm-hmm. people agree with you. Yes. Yes. Well, then I became the tour guide, right? Because I put, like after a while, it's like you pick up people who have moved here, uh, like my current boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah, but in the, in the beginning, I was definitely hopping on the, hopping on tours <laughs> via dating <laughs> for sure. So how did you then, you know, you're starting out in this place where you're looking for something casual, you're, you know, explicitly saying that on your profile. What, how did it feel for you to move to looking for something more serious? Because I know that you, that shift did happen for you. It did. It happened, I would say like about a year ago. Um, So eight months into my journey, I was like, okay, I think I, you know what, it was honestly on the other side of like healing from my breakup. That's what got me there. It wasn't the dating. It was it last winter I like definitely had my low moment of my breakup. And then I took healing more seriously. I was like, okay, I'm gonna like start therapy again. I'm gonna read some books. I'm gonna journal. I'm gonna do all the things. And I did and it worked. And I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to I felt ready to invest again. I was like, I'm ready to give myself, like give energy to someone else into a relationship and like develop it with someone. So that was the the turn for me. How did after you had this turn and wanted to get back out there again? How did you feel you like filtered your dating apps differently? Um, great, yeah, great question. I definitely, you know, switched it from casual to looking for a relationship, right? And I uh, got I was a little more discerning about who I was talking to on the apps. I know Allie, we worked together at some point in that journey, and you helped me um, become more like have a little bit more of a narrower filter on that. Cause I had too many conversations, I had too many dates and I couldn't focus on anyone to Ali. Yeah. You really helped me one-on-one. Um, you provided some amazing advice, which was like a fully, f- uh, filled out profile, big one for me. And there are a couple other things you said, maybe you can remind me what you usually say for this. <laughs> Cause I, that one was like, that one was like really big one. It was just like that simple of like fully filled out profile. Like obviously they're taking it seriously and I am too. So that's a great sign. Yeah. Um, I remember it, when we talked is like right when you were kind of like having that pivot of you had gone from looking for something more casual to looking for something more serious. And it was yeah. like, you needed more filters because it was like a good problem to have, but like too much interest. Yeah. And also just like putting the apps um, down when you have a bunch of conversations going. It's like you don't need to – if you're already texting with a couple people, don't look at the apps, you know? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. You don't need to. Um, but I – yeah, I was much more discerning. But I also made sure to date outside my type. That was a big one for me because when you're only looking at looks, it's like you're kind of forgetting other compatibility factors there. And um, I was a little more strict on like location, you know, like if a guy lived – uh, an hour away, like out of Seattle. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Where in the past, I might have been like, or whatever, <laughs> you know, like it's not going to last. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Whatever. Let's just see what happens. Um, yeah. I just got a little Funny, more. I would think that'd be the opposite. <laughs> okay. You know, I went back and forth on this a lot. Like, 
they're okay. So I don't know if you know what you know about Seattle, but like it's there's a lot of different neighborhoods, and West mm-hmm. Seattle has kind of been closed off to the main part because this bridge has been down. So if a guy said he lived in West uh, Seattle, I'm like, okay, technically it's 15 minutes, but with this construction, it's 40 minutes. So I'm not sure. <laughs> and then eventually, of course, my boyfriend lives in West Seattle. So of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, and the bridge did get fixed. And so now it is 15 minutes and it's fine. But like, yeah, you think about these things. And I did go back and forth on that. Like, okay, if I find someone really great and he lives 45 minutes away, all right, fine. That's investment to me, right? So, yeah, I think yeah. it would be the opposite, like you said, Erica, for me. If I was looking for something casual, I'd be like, this this shit's got to be convenient. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to go out of my way right. for a casual thing in the same way that I would like yeah. invest, to use your word, Talia, in going to meet somebody more serious. Like I said, you test things, right? You try things out and then you yeah, decide yeah. where you stand. And that's, I was playing around with a lot of different things like that. Uh, so I'm curious when you've switched to the dating intentionally half, uh, a question we get from a lot of people is always like, how can you tell if someone is emotionally available? So what advice would you have to somebody asking that question? What have you found has shown you signs like, oh, this person is emotionally available. You've got to strike first. You've got to show your vulnerability a little bit first. And I think on dates, like if you had a bad day, don't hold it back. If something kind of like emotional happened to you recently, give them a little taste. Don't, you're not trauma dumping. You're not whatever, like sharing everything. They're not your therapist, but just tease it a little bit. Like, don't be afraid to be someone to show your baggage. And I hate that word, but you know what I mean? Like a little bit just to see how they react. Um, I like a little like chink in the armor. Yeah. Like I've been struggling with my work. Right. And that's throughout the whole, my whole year of dating. I've just not been feeling very engaged at work. So I would talk about that. You know, I would talk about how I'm struggling like as a business owner and see how they respond. You know, um, there was a period of my dating where my dad's girlfriend died of cancer. I was not going to hide that, oh, you know? Hard. Yeah. It was really hard. They met speed dating, by the way. My dad's on hinge. He's on his, he's in his sixties on hinge. So <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. family of dating intentionally. Uh, my yeah. mom had her, my, my stepdad on OkCupid. Okay just saying. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. my, and my brother met his girlfriend on Hinge. So anyway, yes. God, so this I feels would, like I, my family. I'm yeah. Like, everyone else, the dating apps have worked for them. I still can't figure it out. So enlighten me, Talia. You will. You will. You will. Um, anyway, yeah. That's my first piece of advice to share a little bit of vulnerability. Um, and I think, yeah, ch- trying to tease it out of them too by asking questions like if they've mentioned anything there. Uh, any challenges they're facing right now in work with friends in life everyone's facing some kind of challenge right now in some area of their life try and tease it out a little bit and see how willing how much how willing they are to share about it um i remember i had a first date which was one of my worst first dates at an omakase restaurant never it wasn't the guy it was the restaurant like at omakase if you ever heard of it it's a sushi experience where they're giving you one piece of sushi at a time so mm-hmm. your conversation's interrupted every five minutes essentially that's <laughs> also a time investment on a first date yeah so he was like he was like i just got a big sales bonus let's go and i'm like oh yeah okay sure um you know i was like i offered to split and he was like no 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 all right sales bonus uh, baby so he he had just got a relationship and i did this by asking him a little bit about it not like tell me the whole breakup story and he was immediately like no I don't want to talk like and I just to to me I'm like okay I understand like I can empathize with that but at the same time it definitely was like major and emotionally unavailable 
like you have not processed this. You have not figured out how to talk about this. You're not open to sharing about this. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fine line, right? Because that to me would be a red flag in the same way of this, this guy's probably or this person's probably not over this yet. It can go the other way though. Yeah. Where you ask that question and the floodgates open and suddenly you're 45 minutes in hearing about this breakup. And that's another form of emotional unavailability, right? Like True. Yeah. Uh, is that oversharing just like, oh, I need to give this to anyone who will listen. It just it – go- yeah. So both extremes are bad. <laughs> um, and yeah. So I hope that helps. Like, But yeah, being vulnerable first I think is a good move uh, to test it out. That's a really good piece of advice is that I think a lot of people expect vulnerability with before they've given vulnerability. Yeah. And the same thing goes – I it, recently, I think you, today maybe in your story, you posted that upon reflection, you realized that you had texted your boyfriend first after like most of your early dates because it doesn't fucking matter. That I went back and checked the receipts. That last part yeah. was my own. Yeah. My own <laughs> I went back. I was looking like I was like on my computer, like looking back and messages, be like, "Yep, that one, that one, that one." Like it's all me. <laughs> the, the next yeah, day. it doesn't fucking matter. But like, what I really like about that is that texting somebody first or saying, "Hey, I had a great time last night." That is a form of vulnerability that you're yes. offering first to then get it back. Right. You can reveal your feelings. You don't have to like. It's not. You know, there's a spectrum. You could just say a little bit, like, yeah, I had a great time. It's like a little bit, just a little taste. Yeah. And that's just one of uh, your handful, I guess, of dating rules that you've created with your Dating Intentionally account. Uh, So we talked a couple of your rules um, when I first talked to you. I found an interesting thing you have about Bumble. Oh, yeah. That you told me. Yes. You said you don't use Bumble unless you're free and open like ASAP to schedule. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Why because is that? the time limit. Because if you if you don't get back to them in 24 hours, you you lose it. And, you know, if I'm if I am really busy and I can't plan dates, I'm not going to message because as you guys have talked about, you want to get off the apps as quickly as possible. So if I'm my schedule is packed and I don't even have room to plan a date in the next 2 weeks, I, there's no point. There's no point of even talking to this person. I'm not going to text with them for two weeks. You know, no I kind of feel that way about like all of my apps. I'm like, if I've got a really busy stretch coming up, like I don't need mm-hmm. to be matching with new people. Yeah, yeah. Bumble. I learned that the hard. Like first, I didn't like Bumble because of that. Then I realized I could actually control that by being really intentional about when I fired it up and used it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say one of my best openers on Bumble. I feel like is me just straight up saying, "Hey, what are you up to this weekend? Any fun plans?" Gets the convo going and it gives that vibe like, I might try to meet up with you this weekend. Now. Hello. Right. Now. Yeah. yeah I love that approach. Like, I, th- I did a few dates where you meet the day you match or the day after. It's fine. Like, why not? I never there's so one guy. you don't have guy. any rules. Oh, sorry. Oh. Continue. I was just saying, I never there's one guy where we matched on Hinge and he had a trip coming up. And I was kind of like, oh, I, ha- I'm, I was kind of busy. But I knew if I didn't meet him before his trip, we would not meet. And I said that to him and he's like, you're right. So we met for a quick, quick drink and we had like six dates, you know, like, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So I think momentum matters and it doesn't matter if it's like right away. It, everyone get, be real about how busy you are. You know, like we're all busy. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I think you can well, also get a vibe of like, is this person trying to meet up with me tonight because they happen to be free and I also happen to be free and like, let's do it or tomorrow, whatever it is. Or does this feel like a convenience thing and they're yeah. just trying to like pick up the next convenient thing? That drives me nuts. 
that drove me absolutely nuts. That's mm-hmm. another thing to watch on the dating apps and like people who just try to shove you into their regular date, like their regular activities. Like I had a guy who we had a fun, one coffee first date, and then the next day he was just like, "You want to come paddleboarding with me? I'm going at four o'clock. Or you want to uh, go to the the climbing gym with me? I'm just going at three. And it's like, no, I'm not just tagging along. He's in, he's inviting you along to his already scheduled activities. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that's not a date. <laughs> Right. Or no effort when you say, I can't make it. Would love to do something another yeah. time. There's no like, okay, I'm free Tuesday then. Like, yeah, it was none of that. It was so annoying. I was just like, I'm not interested. <laughs> I was going to say this. Also, this conversation just brings up, there's so many people that have this rule of like, do not accept last minute plans. They need to be planned out, you know, three days in advance, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's funny that they say, because you're busy and you should look busy. And it's like, well, if I'm just fully communicating with this person and say, yeah, Thursday through Saturday, I'm booked, but I'm actually free tonight. I don't think that makes me look like a not busy loser. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Also, whenever people say that, I'm always like, don't act busy, be busy. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't need to pretend that you have plans every single night if you don't. Yeah. But I'm like, totally if you don't have plans any night, may- maybe go do some stuff. Yeah. It's it's nice out there. If I say you have no plans the whole week, I'd be like, just pick two days to throw them. Be like, I could do Thursday or Saturday. What do you got? You know, like, but I just hate the thing that it's like if you meet up so quick or they text you that day saying, "Hey, I had something get canceled tonight. Are you free?" You're not a loser. Like, no, it's totally fine to be like, yeah, actually, my night's open. Shit, let's go out. Let's get that drink. Like. And you know? to your early question, like I don't – I never – I don't really believe in rules. I know you guys have talked about this too. Um, I think rules actually come in three categories. There's uh, rules that are really just boundaries, rules that are standards, and rules that are just a game. So like the mm. game rules are like never text up first or like never initiate the – it's just like that's a game. <laughs> you know, that's yep. – you know, boundaries are like my rule, air quoting, is that I don't text after 10 p.m. That's a boundary. It's not really a rule. Mm. And then like standards of like, um, you know, my kind of my standard of I'm not going to tag along to your paddleboarding activity. <laughs> like that's a standard I've set for myself. Again, not a rule. Just just a standard. So yeah. I like that framework. Yeah. Thinking about them as those three categories might be a little more helpful because again, like every dating situation is new, has different nuances and you're going to feel different on d- different dates and as you're in your journey like as you heal from stuff or as you learn stuff you're like this stuff is going to change like this you know like in the beginning I was sleeping with like everyone on the like, first second third date by the end of my journey it was like sixth seventh eighth date you know and it's mm-hmm. like these things are going to change does that speak to kind of what you were looking for at the beginning of your journey versus what you were looking for towards the end yeah and you know I think I, I Last time I was single before I was 29 was 23. So I entered the oh, wow, my 29 yeah. year old single life with the mentality of a 23 year old. So yes, I <laughs> went a little nuts and I was just like, you know, I I got with the f boys. I just swiped on guys because I thought they were hot. I'm like, oh wow, those legs. Yes, like you know, like why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, more power to you. Like if that was if that was like yeah. filling your cup at the time. Fuck yeah. yeah and, it, and then I was like, okay, you know what? Actually, this isn't that great, as I remember. Uh, so <laughs> I switched it up. And, you know, by the end, yes, I was like doing more of a matchmaker Maria, like uh, Maria 12 date role kind of thing. But I didn't even know what it was at the time. I just was doing that. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, one thing you told me is you said you always kind of were dating three people. So yes. if one person fell off, that's when you would go back to the apps, essentially pick someone else up to be like, let's 
try this guy as well. Yep. Uh, I'm curious, one, were you doing that when you also were dating more intentionally? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm curious, like, if someone was like, to ask you... Oh, go. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend, like I, when I was 64 people, my boyfriend was number 56. So there were still people in the mix. Because he also wasn't here physically for the first month. We were talking or dating like we had a couple virtual dates so i had that time i think if he was here it would have been fewer uh but we couldn't meet up for the first month so yeah i would i would do that because i think you're you you kind of do this process of like trying people on whether you date one person at a time or not you know it's it's like i had the time you know what am i i work nine to five at home i I have a couple friends here most of my friends are new york so like i don't have a huge social life here um what am I doing after work? I'm going to stay, stay at home. I can't, I cannot do that. <laughs> like after working from all day, absolutely not. So yeah, I had, I probably, you know, I saw friends like three times a week. I went on dates like three times a week and I had one night to myself. Perfect. You know, were you always able to find people to go on those dates with? Because I think something that I've thought about is like, yeah, great. Date people, date three people at, the, at a time. Sounds cool. Finding those three people, though. Yeah, some people sucked. Yeah, some some <laughs> yeah. people just it's you know like it, some people are just like really not a good match. And but I got to all this through this faster by like taking chances and figuring out that out early um, versus being really yeah. picky. Um, you know, look, like I've talked about this before. My current boyfriend, not my physical type at first, at all. Knew he was attractive. Mm. Like this person is attractive. But I wasn't generally into like guys with long hair and like beards. I'm more, I was more into like clean cut, you know, guys. Um, mm-hmm. He was also was more into like bigger, like heftier dudes. He's like really skinny. So, you know, I, I did a lot of that. Like, okay, like this person, we can talk. We can talk for 45 minutes over a drink. Maybe not my physical type. I don't think they're ugly. Like just because someone's not your type doesn't mean you think they're bad looking. You know, it's like, oh, totally. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there are plenty of people that I can acknowledge. Yes, that is an objectively attractive human. Right. But like, I am not attracted to that. I also just want to say, for the record, I think my boyfriend's insanely hot. So, like, (laughs) just just, (laughs) tell us more about that because we talk a lot about how attraction can build. And I think it's really helpful to hear real life stories of like, this is not a theory. This actually happened. Yes. Yeah. Because it has yet to happen for me. I really hope it does. I mean, for me, again, when my boyfriend and I started talking, um, you know, I liked talking to him. I enjoyed our conversation. He was funny um, and nice and he was persistent um, without being suffocating. And he, we liked, we had stuff in common. Like there really was a lot going for it. And then um, our first and second date, I was like, okay, like just feeling it out. The third date, I was like, honestly, like I'm, and I've told this to him, I was more excited for the activity. That we were gonna, we were gonna, we went to sushi and what was com- it? sushi and a comedy club, and it ended up being one of the love. craziest. Erica, I know you do stand up. Craziest yeah. comedy club experiences of my life. It was we saw Adam Ray, and this one guy in the front took over the entire show. See, the Seattle mm-hmm. audience, like people don't know how to watch comedy here. It's so funny. Like they just they think it's like I improv. Heard. They just I shout, heard this. <laughs> they just shout stuff out. This guy like went on stage and gave Adam Ray like several gifts. It was so weird. He went on stage. Oh my god. He was drinking like Jaeger. It was, it was just, it was a mess. It was, I like props to Adam Ray yeah. for that because, yeah. Anyway, I know so him. Like, He's the nicest guy, too. Very nice. Man. Yes. Imagine um, being with that man. Like, imagine you're out with someone. He was alone. And they yes. go up on stage. 
it was anyway so i think like obviously i was into my boyfriend enough to go with him but i look i was like okay this is this was like my last shot that was like my last like a third third real date in person I was like, okay let's just see how this goes and yeah. in the middle of the date i just definitely felt this vibe it was like when we were waiting to go into the comedy show i was like wow like we were just standing in line and I was like, I really like the attention he's giving me. Like, I really feel like comfortable with this person. And we were flirting. And like, if you can have a great time while standing in line with someone, I mean, why not? And True. then, you know, after you have that experience of like, this is a wild situation that we're a part mm. of, you know, I think that also does create chemistry. Like, you know, you sh- not all your dates should just be dinner dates. Go do things and have things happen to you. Like, Go out in the world and people watch and like be a part of society. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Like you'll create memories this way. And at the end of the day, we were like making out in his car and I was like, I'm, I'm hooked. Like that's it. Like, and I think I called it off with the other person I was seeing a couple of days later. Yeah. So that was oh, your third wow. date with him? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say that like- what you just referenced is also in uh, Jay Shetty's new book about how couples, 90% of what they do together is watching tv or just like eating having a meal and they're and they're no longer like the deeper you are in the relationship the less likely you're doing any type of experiences and experiencing anything new together and that's truly what like keeps a bond alive and exciting yes that was something i really hated in my last relationship was this like netflix pattern and Mm -hmm. it's really important to me to be with someone who likes to go out and do things and i have that person And I think that's the thing. It's like I, in my dating journey, once I got into looking for a relationship, I led with looking for compatibility first. Like I think a lot of people go with attraction first and try to figure it out later and there's a lot more conflict. There's a lot more issues to deal with, you know, and stuff that you have to juggle. When you go with compatibility and alignment first, that's already like set and then the attraction maybe will come, maybe it won't. It doesn't mean, okay, if attraction doesn't come, don't force it. Like, move on, you know? So that was yeah, my what birthday. did that look like for you? Like, how did you decide? I'm sure there were people that you felt compatibility potential with that didn't turn into attraction. Like, when do you make that call? Yeah, I did date someone actually um, last, like, spring. We went out for, like, a month. And I did actually cut it off with other people uh, because he was so kind and so – attentive and just we had we had a great time but he had like a really cringe sense of humor and uh, that really turned me off and it was just I, I really tried but I just wasn't attractive and I ended it you know after a month you know that's it, it feels it you it does feel hard but you the bigger picture and the bigger picture it's better to do that early on right instead of I, I mean I'll talk to people in my dms who will say I've been with them for six months I'm not attracted to them it's like no that's way yeah like that's way too long like you gave it a shot definitely move on because everyone deserves to be with someone who is crazy about them and they will find that like everyone listening to this you guys like everyone's gonna find that it's it's out there both of you deserve that like you the person that you're have been dating for six months i'm assuming they're probably attracted to you yes so like they deserve somebody that feels the same way exactly yes yeah yeah i feel like that's playing into kind of the bullshit advice of i hate when people are like you know, the man should love you a little bit more than the woman loves the man or, you know, basically like you want a guy that just like he worships you and it's like, okay, but what about me? Like, What, yeah. what about the female side? And I feel like that's what's told to a lot of women is like, I don't really know. And it's like, but look how much he loves you. Like, 
Right. As if that's a reason to. Yeah. 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 Oof. No, absolutely not. That's like we want some kind of equal of everything. And it's, but it's not always going to be equal in every day. Like I think it does fluctuate in relationships. Like someone might be into you a little more in some area, like some stages, then it might switch. I don't know. But it's like you want to aim for that, that balance. I think that's a really good point that it's not going to be equal every day. Like it's going to ebb and flow. Like Mm -hmm. the dynamics in a relationship are going to ebb and flow because you're two humans who are like living life. Yeah. It's all good. That's well, you know, that's another reason why I like focus so much on security and dating and making sure that you're showing up as your secure self. Obviously attachment's a huge topic and a lot of people, including myself, struggle with this. But I – in my journey, attachment was a really big focus for me. Finding someone who wasn't avoidantly attached was really important to me. And then I find out, of course, I'm avoidantly attached. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. I mean. <laughs> so, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So um, I actively fought against my, like these instincts of like avoidant attachment. I would just kind of do the opposite to, you know, show up securely and like act as if I was secure, even if I wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's like fake it till you make That's it. That's actually kind of really good advice is to act secure and it makes you feel more secure. And I think your advice about being like not caring who the first person to text afterwards is a really great example of that because I, I tend anxious and I previously would show up with a very anxious attachment. I don't anymore, but I used to. And one of the things that my therapist told me was like, what would you do if you weren't anxious about this? Like, what? how would you behave in this situation if you felt totally secure? Do that. Yes. That's awesome. I love that advice. It's like, yeah, I think it's hard though, right? You have to really actively – it's like, yeah, you have to be – it's like a very conscious – Almost like you're t- you're almost like a puppet to yourself. Like I am doing this now. <laughs> like it's and it's different than ever. Really so yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, like one of the things you mentioned when we chatted too was that you did a few experiments of changing things up on dates to kind of see if they yielded different results. And one thing you said was you revised how you were presenting yourself. And yeah. I'm curious what what were the big things you think you changed in how you were presenting yourself through you know, the 200 different dates. Yeah. I mean, when you go on 60 something first dates, talking about yourself becomes very repetitive and boring. Obviously, I'm not like lying or changing my story drastically, but there are different ways you can, like, we all have a story we tell about ourselves. It's like, you know, there are different ways you can say like, um, like Eric, I don't really know your situation with comedy, but you could say like, yeah, I've been doing Santa forever. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I haven't made it yet. I don't know. Like, you know, or you can be like, yeah, I'm doing right. really great. I have all these shows and like, you know, I'm at the comedy seller and that's amazing. I'm so excited. Like, it's like the same mm-hmm. story, but just different perspectives. So I think I would play with that a lot of like how, what attitudes am I bringing? What energy am I bringing? Right. And it is, it is what I want to be with myself on this date, like, you know, kind of thing. And then also talking about, I mean, having an Instagram podcast dedicated to dating, I did have to play with that a little bit on days like how do I present this when do I bring this up like in what light like do I joke around and be like haha don't fuck up like you know or not (laughs) from my own personal experience that is not a good approach (laughs) yeah that's tough no 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 no. but how how Um, did you how did you navigate that because that was something that you didn't have it when you started so like what 
how did yeah. that kind of develop for you? I made a lot of mistakes on the way. Uh, I made some pr- and some pretty big ones that actually cost me a relationship at one point. So, um, oh really? Oh yes, yeah. Can we yeah. hear that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, this guy, I really liked him. This was like right before I met my boyfriend. Oh my god, I was so into him, and it just never came up. He, we didn't talk about social media a lot. We didn't talk about Instagram like. We talked about a lot of other things and I meant to bring it up, but it didn't. And it was it went on a little too long where I was like talking about positive things, 100% positive things on my Instagram with his code name that he had. Because Ali, I know you- How long you, had you been dating? Like three weeks, a month maybe. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So it was a while and we were exclusive at that point as well. And then someone in my audience decided to go find him through my personal Instagram account because we were following each other at that point. And send him screenshots of what I was saying. And which again, we're all positive and he acknowledges when he confronted me about it. And he just was like, I w- you know, wish you just told me would have told me sooner. And so from then on, fair. I yeah, fair. No, totally fair. I definitely was not in mm-hmm. the right there and I really should have told him sooner. Um and, but yeah, it was definitely a bummer. And I tried. I tried to like apologize and actually like uh I you know, I, I shot my shot with that one, you know trying to get him to come to maybe just try again but he didn't answer fine moved on all good Uh, but from then on I just mentioned on the first date it just was like hey like oh yeah one of my hobbies like something I'm really into right now is I have this uh dating Instagram page actually you know and I would tell a little bit about why I started it which is like this is a focus of my life right now this is something I am really into I think about it a lot you know and that was like kind of how I pitched it I guess (laughs) And I would say like, I'm, you know, I would kind of say like, yes, I talk about my dates on this account, but it's all anonymous and I'm not going to say anything bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think, I, I know that you agree with me on this. Like, I think the person that you will, that will ultimately be compatible with you is going to really understand your motivations for it and support it like yes. to the nth my degree, which I know that your boyfriend yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. He really – he is so happy that this brings me joy. He loves that I'm into podcasting. He loves that I – we talk about all this stuff in depth. You know, we we start a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on our fifth date, I sat him down. And I was like, listen, Instagram is a huge part of my life. Like in my other – in my business, like my – you know. The, listen. <laughs> Sorry, I just love this is a huge part of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like this it's is like the opposite when people are like, I'm issue. not on any social media. You can't find me. Instagram, huge part of my life. Like, yeah, whatever. I know myself. I'm like, I've been online. I've had like followers since I was 16. Like, do you guys remember Flickr? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 So, like, I, it's whatever. I sat him down and just let him know. And he was like, Yeah, I don't care. You know, do you? And I was like, Okay. Like, I kind of was skeptical at first, but he really doesn't care. And it, or he's indifferent to being on it. You know, obviously, I don't share his name or what he does or that kind of information. But he totally he follows me. He sees all of everything I post, and we talk about it. You know, it's it's fun. He will eventually come on the podcast. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> I don't know what we'll talk about, but <laughs> yeah, it's it is nice to find like to really you know again you have to be yourself. You ha- this is what they what they mean when they say be yourself. You will find someone yeah. who is fully receptive to that. And yeah, like, like you're, you're going to waste time by like hiding parts of yourself. I often talk to people online who are like, on like in the DMs, like, oh, is it bad if X, Y, Z or is, is, am I, am I like not a good partner if I was cheated on? I have trauma. And it's like, 
no, like what? No, mm-hmm. be yourself. Like, like you're going to find someone who's fully receptive to everything you have going on. Yeah. I think a lot of people just on the note of how he feels about your account and, you know, I've dated people who are super supportive of it and I've dated other people who weren't so into it. And I am definitely filtering out more people by talking about dating in a public way, but I want to do that. Yeah. So like the person that's going to be right for me is going to be super supportive of that. And yeah, that does mean that I'm going to be not compatible with more people than if I didn't do this. That's good. And like, I'm another, accepting that. You have another filter. Like, you know, like it's kind of makes your totally. life easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like an example with this of like being yourself and, you know, what is my energy and maybe trying to mute parts of yourself is I have a few friends and they're naturally like little chatty Cathy's. All right. They're, they're a love to chat, 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 chat. And that's something that they felt like they had like tried to kind of mute about themselves on dates and stuff. And then at the end of the day, they were like, no, you know what? I'm a chatty person. And like, that's going to come out. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't right, mute yeah. this, literally mute this <laughs> for that long. So well, they're like, I'm, I need to date someone that likes a chatty woman. That's what I am. Because what's the plan? Like, if, right. you, if you decide to mute certain parts of yourself or hide certain parts of yourself, like... It, is that just going to be hidden or muted forever? Like, what? What's what? Right. What's the long game here? So I feel like yeah. the game is like differentiating. Like, you know, the examples you gave, Italia, were like, oh, this was in kind of a negative light, and I should how I say that be more in a positive light. Like something like that is totally different than like literally trying to change who you yeah. are and how you act because none of us can keep up that facade for that long. No, no, and then you're also wasting everyone's time, yours, theirs, you know. And the biggest thing people say, like, dating is hard because of the time. You know, yeah, don't, don't, you know, just be, show up as yourself and you'll waste less of it. <laughs> you know? True. So true. Very true. You mentioned early on in our conversation about how you were seeking compatibility over attraction. What were some of the things that you found best to get at that early on and determine whether that was something that that person had? Yeah, that was always like, like I, I hate using this word, but I was a game with myself kind of because I really did try to cover all the bases before I got to the date, but it's really hard to do that. And I did give up on that. Um, so, you know, I think it starts with knowing what those things are. What are your needs? What are your deal breakers? You've got to have that laid out. Otherwise, it's just a wild goose chase and you'll never nail it down. You'll never zero in on it. So I did have that like coming into my dating journey. I had my five needs. And I had a couple of things I knew were deal breakers. So, um, you know, I would travel was a big one. So I had a prompt on my uh, my Hinge profile that said, travel, are you a planner or do you wing it? I don't care what the answer is. I just care that you travel. So it did attract people who travel, which is so, so, so important to me. Um, and so I did. I kind of used my profile to filter a little bit in the ways that I could. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else, like ambition is really important to me. So you could like look at their job and see like, oh, that, that's a hard job to get or, you know, kind of judge that way. But I don't love that because someone could get have a great job without being ambitious at all, you know, <laughs> depending on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so in that case, I would probably ask them on dates about like why they got into this career. What, where do they see themselves? Like, obviously, I'm not going to answer it that in those specific words, because that's like an interview question. But maybe I would start by talking about myself and where I see myself and then get them to talk about it. I think generally, like rule of thumb, an entryway into the things that are important to you is by you talking about them first. 
and then seeing how yeah. they respond uh, instead of asking direct questions. You can, but it's like that's how you get into interview mode on dates. So you, when you just start talking about something you want to talk about, it's a little bit better because it's less question, answer, question, you know, it's, you know, ping pong. It's also more organic. It's like the way that we interact with people in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I usually go into dates like just asking about how their day was, what their weekend plans are, um, if they have any trips coming up because travel, uh, you know, something like that. Just like these questions you would ask a friend, you know, like, mm. yeah. So basically a, a tangible thing we can give people to do is yeah. what are your five non-negotiables? And that's kind well, of how you approach five, dating more intentionally. Yes. I would say your needs, it can be three to don't make it more than 10. <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't make it more than 10. Uh, yeah, I had five and it so far worked out pretty well for me. I would not revise the list at this point. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, to your, yeah, to your, just to, yeah, wrap that up. Like have, have your, know what you need and then direct the conversation uh, around those topics. You don't need to lay it out for them. Like, please don't do that. You're like, you. listen, these are what, this is what I need. This is my negotiation. Save that for the fifth date, which is what I did. <laughs> no joke. No totally. joke. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Um, and if you guys are looking to follow Talia, it's at Dating Intentionally. And uh, we'll have it, the link in the comments as well yeah. where you can find and it. I'm a huge fan of you guys. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I could talk about dating all day. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So much fun. Yeah, this is great. So uh, thank you all for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.